For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, Eating. first down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Believe Podcast Network and sponsored by betonline.ag. If you're like Ed and I and you're betting a lot of money on the Eagles this year, you're winning big time, and you can do so on betonline.ag when you use promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V. They will match your initial deposit up to 50%. So if you want to go ahead and put $100 in there, they'll give you an extra $50 just for signing up, and then you have 150 to play with. Bet it on the Eagles. What a ton of money like we're doing right now because the Eagles are 12-1, and and they're a rolling head. And the best thing about this team, and again, we are sorry for the delay in podcast content. I caught COVID. Ed had the flu. Our schedules were conflicting, but no excuses now. We're back on the grind. We're ready to talk about this 12-1 and Philadelphia Eagles team. I told Ed off air, and I'm I'm going to bring it onto the pod now because it's a fun it's a fun topic to discuss. But 13 games played for this Philadelphia Eagles squad in 2022, and I think it's all right. You can already say it right now. There was talks about it before, but I think you can officially say it now. This this 2220 uh, Philadelphia Eagles team, it's better than the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles team. 100%. Hmm. I think it's 100% better. And the reason being is because, yes, that, that 2017 team was the perfect balance of Guys that just wanted to win a Super Bowl. It wasn't me, 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 me. So there wasn't a situation where you have A.J. Brown where you get him a 1,000 yards. Alshon Jeffrey was fine with you spreading it around with Torrey Smith and Nelson Aguilar and Zach Gertz and all four of them benefiting from doing so. But, man, Ed, I don't know. Well, Garrett Blunt was great. J.H. Jaisy provided that spark that they needed, but that team didn't have a 1K rusher like Miles Sanders, who's also rushed for 10 touchdowns, as well as Jalen Hurts has. Two guys that rushed for 10 touchdowns with a 1K yard rusher already in, in uh, Miles Sanders. It didn't have a 1,000-yard wide receiver like A.J. Brown, who also has 10 reception touchdowns as well. This team is overpowered. It, it, number one in sacks. And Hassan yeah. Reddick, 10 sacks, three years in a row with three different teams, which I brought this up last night on Twitter, and it was awesome because he retweeted me. I was like, oh, Hassan Reddick's really looking at, looking at his name up because I know he's getting ready for the Pro Bowl, but he's making <laughs> the strongest case for having the best year of his career, Ed. He has 49 total pressures already generated for the Philadelphia Eagles in his first season when Jonathan Gannon's defense. His career high is 56, and he's playing the least amount of snaps, pass rushing snaps, that he's had these last three years. At 331, he's going to break his career high in total pressures generated, and he's doing so you know, he was with Brian Burns in Carolina. You know, he had some good rushers in Arizona that he played with too, Chandler Jones. But 
his counterpart is Josh Sweat. He's coming into an own as well. But that's you know, out of those two guys I'm naming during their primes, Josh Sweat's probably the lesser one of all three of all two of them. Three of them, excuse me. And Son Rex about to have the best year of his career. What a bargain signing. Three years, 45 million. Ed, that team didn't have an, a guy that was getting 10 sacks on defense. It didn't have a guy who was leading the NFL in interceptions. I know he's been out, but still, Chauncey Garner-Jones' impact has been insane at the safety position. It didn't have a James Bradbury or Darius Slay. But it didn't really have a James Bradbury. That's for sure, because Rodney Dolliver missed a lot of time, and he wasn't even that, you know, playing to the style of James Bradbury's playing. <laughs> Ed, James Bradbury is the eighth most targeted corner in the NFL, and you would never know it. You would never know it because he doesn't give up big plays. Nothing happens. No. Yeah, opponents have a pass rating of 40 when targeting him. This team, to me, Ed, is better than the 2017 uh, team. And the play calling, I mean, is just, there's, I could probably say a handful of times where I was like, what are they doing this year play calling? I'll take that. I'll take that after 13 games played if I'm only saying that a handful of times. What a great year to be in, you know, associated with this team. This is it. I think this is a Super Bowl team. Howie Roseman, once again, Everybody remembers the 2017 team for the Eagles having a rookie quarterback contract and making a Super Bowl roster. Don't forget when Nick Foles was originally with the Eagles before, they had high-powered offenses with some big names on them. And he was on a rookie contract as well. Now they have it again, Jalen Hurts rookie contract, and the window for the Super Bowl is wide open and they're taking it. I think this is a Super Bowl team, Ed. I think they are going to go to the Super Bowl this year. They punched their ticket, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I've been getting this question a lot lately, you know, which team's better, the 17 or the 22 team? And um, you make some good points. I mean, you know, you look at the numbers and, yeah, the Eagles in 17 didn't have the production from one player. But to me, there's different ways to, uh, you know, I hate to say skin a cat, but there's different ways to get to where you want to be. And that 17 team was balanced. So the way I look at it, is I like to look at the position groups and we could do that if you want and, you know, give a thumbs up to whichever team you want, because that's kind of how I've looked at this. Um, you know, you start, let's start on the offensive line. What group was better, this one or the or the one in 17? I mean, Lane and Kelsey are still here, right? But they're five years further down the road than they were in 17. But I don't see any slippage from either of those guys from 17. So I'm not sure you can say, well, they're five years longer in the tooth because I haven't seen any slippage. So you look at Mulata. Would you rather have Mulata over Vitae? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you rather have Brandon Brooks over Landon Dickerson? I don't think so. Oh, that's not fair. What's that? I would, I would, I would honestly put Brandon, I would put, I made that debate, you know, I'm picking Brooks. I made that debate over Isaac. And then I would pick Dickerson over Wisniewski. Yeah, see, I would put Isaac over Wisniewski because, you know, they both mm. play, uh, you know, I mean, I, that's what I would do, I, you know, uh, and Brooks over. And I would put Brooks over Ciamalo also. That's I don't fine. care yeah, whether it's Wisniewski. I think Brooks was phenomenal. <laughs> oh, best guard in Eagles history, if you ask me, to be honest with you. So, yeah, so it's, it's kind of a tough thing with the offensive line, like which one was better. Um, you know, it's kind of a push. So if you want to go to the defensive line, I think this year's group's better. It's certainly deeper. I mean, the 17 team had, obviously, Chris Long was terrific, uh, you know, a great veteran to bring in. And they, Bo Allen was good, and they had Timmy Jernigan. And, you know, they were good players, but they didn't have the depth that this D-line has. I think the Eagles have the two best 
lines in football. The D line, you might be able to make a case for the Cowboys or the 49ers, but man, it, their offensive no. line, I think, is the best. And there's not a, a close second, in my opinion. But that defensive line, I think, is the top in the league also. And when you have two lines like that, and you're going to be good, you're going to win a lot of games. You might win the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I think the Eagles' D line's better. Um, you know, you go to the cornerbacks, yeah, clearly Bradbury and Slay are better than Ronald Darby. And, uh, who, who, Jalen Mills, Green Goblin. Jaylen, <laughs> the Green Goblin. Yeah, Slay and Bradbury better, but the safeties, the 17 team was better. Jenkins and McLeod are oh, better man. than Epps and Chauncey Gardner, in my opinion. Uh, you know, uh, so I'd give the nod to the safety, uh, mm. the 2017 safeties. What about linebackers? Because I'm telling you right now, Nigel yeah. Bradham and Michael Kendricks were a solid duo. They were. Yeah. You got to give them their props. But no, they were not playing better than TJ Edwards has this year. I gotta give it to TJ. Yeah, man. I don't I see Nigel I was tough, but I gotta give it to TJ. I know, I know. Bradham man, was Nigel great. Bradham sold out every he played through injury. I mean, that guy just sold out on every single play. He was he was to me kind of the underrated. And I'm not trying to ball. fall victim to recency bias because I do agree with you. Nigel yeah. Bradham was solid. I mean, he was Kendricks was really good. And they had Jordan Dix who got hurt. But those two guys, yeah, that's that's a close one. But I'm, I'd probably go with the linebackers from 17 over Edwards and White, even though they have been fantastic. There's no doubt. Edwards is playing out of his mind. It's hard for yeah. me. Yeah. A, I, the ascension oh. of the ascension of TJ Edwards from the undrafted free agent that he was to where we I didn't think anything of him, to be honest with you, uh, other than tackling. I thought this guy's a great tackler, but this is just, you know, I thought Alex Singleton was a great tackler. And look how far that's gotten him in his career. But the mm-hmm. leap that TJ Edwards has taken in coverage. I mean, yeah. And his, it, just it, his ability to astronomical instincts. I mean, he can diagnose a play so quickly. We saw him yeah, suplex he, the giants, uh, ball. Richard James. Yeah. He's he a wide receiver. He's, he honed down he, on. Yeah. I mean, his, this his ability to, to kind of read and react has been tremendous. You know, he's really grown in leaps and bounds. So yeah, I wouldn't have a problem, I guess, putting Edwards and white ahead of those two, but I'm still going to stick with Bradham and, and, uh, and Kendricks. I, I thought, that's fair. I just think Bradham was the underrated heart and soul of that team, but yeah. So, you know, so that's interesting, you know, uh, what other position, I guess, go back to the offense. Taking the wide receivers this year, obviously. You are. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think if you match it up, AJ Brown, Probably better than Alshon, although Alshon was really good. Um, he was really good, but I mean, AJ is doing something that the Eagles aren't accustomed to since 2014. Yeah, right. He's over a thousand. He's got 10 touchdowns. Um, and, you know, and I've written about this, but this is the first, only the second time in team history where they've had a thousand yard receiver, a thousand yard rusher, both of whom have had 10 plus touchdowns. Uh, the only other time that happened was in 1996. Do you know who the two players were? In 96, 96. wow. It. Rushing. I asked Miles Sanders that, and he got the running back. Didn't get the receiver. Lane Johnson had no idea. He was asking, and both of them asked me who the quarterback is. It's going to be sound funny. Is the running back Ricky Waters? Yes. Okay, so a uh, wide receiver. Uh, that's a wide receiver is really, really tough. He, he wasn't here long. I must say it's not Urban Fryer because he's here. It is. A good bit. It's it Urban is? Fryer. Wow. I, dang. Good you job. nailed it, man. Fryer and Waters were the only two to ever do it in Eagles history. That's um, insane. In that's by you to go back and look that up because I think that's – Well, that, that was the Eagles here. PR. Eagles PR gave me that, and I wrote about it. I'm like, man, that's a great stat yeah. because I would have thought in 2014 McCoy and Macklin had done it. But 
That's Shady, what I thought. That's that's what I thought. Shady only had nine touchdowns. Macklin had oh. ten, and they were both over a thousand. But Shady only had nine touchdowns. So that you know they were close. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that was pretty remarkable. So yeah, I guess as far as the, going back to the 2017 versus 2022 teams, um, you know, probably Brown better than Jeffrey. I would take Devonte Smith over. This towards. might be the first time. So first time in uh, since '96 with two touchdowns. Because I'm thinking about this in my head. Because that's just insane stat. But they also have ten rushing touchdowns from the quarterback too. That's three. Well, that's, that's the first. Of- that's the yeah. first time that's ever been done was where I think where you've had a quarterback and a running back. And you got to savor that folks. I savor that. You'd never see, team, I, you'll never see a production like this again. It's yeah. historic what this team is doing. I mean, they're setting records that, you know, in 25 years, you'll be, you know, doing a podcast. I, you know, I'm not sure I'll still be here, but yes, you will still be talking about these guys. You know, you'll yeah, be I can't believe you've seen Miles this. Sanders and AJ Brown and, you know, Fans will be like, wow, man, that was a long time ago. I remember those names. But, you know, you you chronicled it. You, you were here to see it and cover it. So, uh, Do you remember back during training camp? You and I talked about this. And I I think, you know, I think we give a good realistic view. I'm just going to be honest. It's a biased opinion, but I think we give a good realistic view. None of, there's no receipts you can pull on us for saying Jalen Hurts was bad or Jalen Hurts was negative. We never have. Right. But I think you and I also realize watching football for years, you cover the league for years, you've seen practices for years. You're not going to see major improvements in practice or come away thinking like, man, that guy's a whole different player. Because you yourself said too, like, I think Jalen looks the same as he was the previous year. And I thought, and you you agree with this, that Jalen was great last year as the first year starter. I thought he was. There's obviously things you can improve on, and clearly he has. Clearly, because, I mean, the astronomical jump that he's made himself, I'm going to ask you about in a second from you just sitting watching every game this year, you know, going back to this training camp where we thought, you know, he looks the same. Like, when you're sitting in that press box from week one to now, and you're watching the, you know, Jalen Hurts become the quarterback that he is, like, what's going through your mind? Well, I mean, obviously he's a much better passer and the Eagles have a lot of confidence in him as a passer and he's made himself into a great passer. Uh, and Shane Steichen has helped and Brian Johnson has helped. And, you know, it takes a village to do what Jalen Hurts is doing, but all the credit to him for having that, you know, unquenchable desire to be the best player he can be. Um, but what I said in the in the uh, offseason or in, you know, in the summer was, I wanted to see his completion percentage come up from the 61% last year. And, and if that goes up, then that automatically to me would mean he's passing the ball better and it's risen five percentage points. He's completing 68% of his passes. Uh, And the, and the remarkable thing is he's only thrown three interceptions, um, which is like that. That's like Aaron Rodgers esque. you know, how many years has Aaron Rodgers thrown like five or fewer picks in a season? I know we still have four games to get through here, but three interceptions through 13 games is just tremendous. And that speaks to his development as a passer, his accuracy, his touch, his ability to read a defense now. That's not an issue as it was last year. Uh, all those things have really just kind of blown me away uh, with Jalen Hurts. And to me, he's the MVP of the league. 
Um, which getting back to our 2017 versus 2022, who are you taking a quarterback? Jalen Hurts now or Carson Wentz, who was on an MVP trajectory, probably should have still won the MVP even after getting hurt. Slash Nick Foles, who was an MVP in the Super Bowl. Who are you taking there? Wentz slash Foles or Hurts? The only reason why I'm going to say this, and you know, it, it sounds crazy, but the dual threat ability is unstoppable. I'm telling you right now, I wish we could have talked before that Giants game because I wanted everybody to hone in on how Hurts was playing to say that this is it. This is it. He's arrived because he went against a defensive coordinator that went against Lamar Jackson every single day where the the uh, rushing the threat matched the passing threat. He did it every single day. So Wink Martindale knew the game plan. He didn't have the personnel that he had in Baltimore, but he knew the game plan and dropped against Jalen Hurts. So I wanted to see how Jalen Hurts would respond. And what did he do? He looked like Peyton Manning in the pocket. So that, that to me, was already like, uh, forget the 48 to 22, forget the score, forget everything else, forget the 217 passing yards. I knew that this defensive coordinator, because last year the Giants gave him trouble too. And Patrick Graham, you know, from his Bill Belichick days, figured out a masterful game plan to attack Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts still had a position, put the Eagles in position to win. And that's what I took away from that game is look at how this quarterback responds against the defensive quarter that puts a perfect game plan against him. Look how this quarterback responded this time around when the defensive coordinator put a masterful game plan against him because he knew how to play it. And he put them apart, picked them apart. It was a joke. He was toying with them. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, there was a lot of talk all week going into that game against the giants about hurts going back to, North Jersey to where he played his worst game as a career of his career, short career, obviously, but played his worst game of his career last year, 13 to seven loss, three interceptions, one right before halftime. So there was a lot of talk about that with his teammates. Hertz was asked about it. The coaches were asked about it and he rose above it. You know, he, he didn't let that kind of talk like weigh on him or, or factor into anything. Um, And I wish I could tell you what Shane Steichen had to say about Wink Martindale and his game plan uh, off the record today when we talked to the coordinators. Um, Pretty, pretty wild stuff. But um, but yeah, Hertz Hertz did a good job beating what Martindale threw at him. And again, overcoming that stigma of, hey, can he play in North Jersey? I mean, it's bad turf. You know, it's it's like a kind of a mausoleum, that stadium. It's like a tomb. It's cold. It's damp. It was raining. It snowed a little bit. I mean, there was all sorts of things being thrown at him, and he didn't flinch at all. And again, speaks to his growth as a uh, you know a well-rounded quarterback. And when you have a guy like him who who uh, has this desire to just be as good as he can be, to be great, there's no ceiling that you can put on him. I mean, he might still be you know many many floors away from the ceiling that he has inside of him. Um, it's it's just been kind of an amazing. Uh, progression for him. And, you know, you speak about the salary cap and Howie Roseman and taking advantage of a rookie quarterback's pay pay scale. I mean, that's going to get blown out of the water January 9th when Jalen Hurts is eligible for a new contract. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Eagles come out swinging and try to get him locked down on that day, try to get him locked down before a contract goes to Joe Barrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tungavailoa. I mean, all these quarterbacks now that are, you know, due for contracts, you, you probably want to get Hurts signed before they do because you don't want to have a benchmark that you're going to have to try to beat 
So, you know, that's going to get blown out of that's the water point. real fast. And, and how he always beats those deals, too. So you already know it's going to get done. So that's why you seem confident it gets done January 9th. Because I was going to bring that up. I know he's eligible once January 9th. As soon as the season ends, folks, as soon as 2022 season concludes, not even the playoffs, as long as the regular season concludes, he's eligible for extension. I, I agree mean, with you. We, I think they get it done We could see Hertz get a contract extension heading into the bye week of the playoffs. I mean, you know, how wild would that be? You know, oh, they go on the bye the and they announce the, the Hertz contract <laughs> extension and he goes into the playoffs with, you know, $50 million a year uh, contract you know, under his arm. Uh, we could see that. But uh, to, to get back to the 17 thing, I'm going with Wentz and uh, Foles. I mean, until until Hurts, I know he's having a great year, and and this is probably why I say the 2017 team is better, because we know the outcome of what happened in 2017. That might change. If the Eagles come out and Hurts wins a Super Bowl, then all this gets refigured in my mind. But right now I'd go Wentz and Foles. Wentz got the Eagles the number one seed. Foles was the Super Bowl MVP. Hertz hasn't done that yet. Yeah, he's having a great year. But again, we don't know how it's going to end up for Hertz and this team this year. So right now I'm still going 2017. Remember that team was 13 and three, I think. And they could have been 14 and two, but they they sat all their starters in that last game against the Cowboys and lost six to nothing. But they could have been 14 and two. And this team could be 14 and three, 15 and two, 16 and one. We don't know yet. Certainly has the ability to win 14 games, no doubt, like that 2017 team. But, um, you know, I just, I like the running back group better in that 17 team with Blunt, Ajayi, and Clement versus Sanders, Scott, and, and, uh, and Gainwell. Um, so that that's just my feeling is it's very close. Like I, I wish there was a way to, you can plug in on Madden or EA Sports or whatever the seventeen Eagles I'm versus. I'm sure you 20. could. Yeah, and, and let them play head to head and see what the computer Good decides. Idea. Because all we can do is give our opinions, and I'm sure people out there listening will have their own opinion and would love to hear what it is. But for me, it's the 2017 team by a field goal <laughs> right now. But ask me in February. That's a fair opinion. Answer. I'm telling you right now, though, if this Eagles team gets the first seed. As home field advantage, they're following the same path. Yeah. They're winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to be confident as hell. I mean, you're not going to go into Philadelphia and beat them. It's not happening. And they're going to ride that momentum. It's going to be tough. Although, you know, the Falcons almost did it. I mean, to me, you need to make some, have some balls bounce your way. Remember that Falcons first round game mm-hmm. against Keanu Neal's knee bounced yeah, that the way knee, for sure. Torrey Smith catches it, runs for 15 or 20, puts him in field goal range for that end of the half long. I'll tell you field. right now. If the stars align and the Eagles meet with that, I don't think that's is possible. I'd have to look at a refresher. I don't think it's possible for the Eagles to meet Dallas in the divisional, especially if Dallas continues the way they're going. But if they meet, like, I'm not worried about Minnesota, I'll tell you right now. But the team that would probably give them that Atlanta-type game, San Francisco. San Francisco. It would be a 15-10 and 10 game for sure like that. I, I would 100% agree with that. 49ers went to Green Bay last year. Frozen. Well, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is the best defensive coordinator in the NFL right now. Hands down. Hands down, he's the best they, defensive they coordinator Aaron in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, the number one seed, 13 to 10. So, yeah, they could come to Philly and stick a, a 13. Well, he would know what to do. He would he would know what to do against this offense. I'm telling you right now, the Eagles find a way to win, though. I'm telling yeah, you right now, Brock Parity's not being that. I don't think the 49ers have played an offense like this. This offense is so diverse. I mean, we've seen it, right? Well, a, that's what I that's that's what I was going to finish with. That is that they're going to have a good game plan, but they're going to see that it's just too much. 
Yeah. You're right. It's just too much. Something that it, whether and I really think at the end of the game, it's going to be the passing attack because the 49ers don't have the corners to match up against Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So I think at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen is that, you know, you get in the red zone. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, because another crazy thing uh, you mentioned, three interceptions, two of them are off wide receivers hands. And one of them is in pouring down rain against Jacksonville. I mean, these it's yeah. not like it's not like he's a these he he has a chance of really having no interceptions this year so far up to this point. Yeah, if it wasn't for A.J. Brown and Kenny Gainwell. Throw. <laughs> then step pick six might have been his only bad throw of the season. Uh, you know, I'm sure we can find more, but I mean, that was just a bad throw. I mean, and the weather was horrible. Double coverage, and it was yeah, the weather was horrible, and the ball got away from. Him, but that that was a bad throw. And then you're right, the other two went in and out of receivers' hands. One was that stupid middle screen that Sirianni took the blame Kenny for Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell down inside the ten or wherever that happened. I mean, it was just a bad play call, it and was, you know, it was too much traffic to execute that. So, you know, uh, to me, that's that's really the amazing. The amazing thing about Jalen Hurts is just his ability to take care of the ball, even as much as he runs it. And he's not far away from the yardage he put up last year. I think he had 786. He's coming up, up on 700 now. But he he has only lost, I think, two fumbles. I mean, he's fumbled a couple times, got got one back. But he's got really good you know, ball security, same as Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders hasn't put it on the ground all season. Not going um, yeah, yeah, knock on wood, but he knows he's got the ball security thing down. And, you know, sometimes you can do all you want to control it, but if you just get hit the wrong way or the defense makes a good play, you're going to put it on the ground. But Sanders hasn't done it. Hertz hasn't done it much. And uh, that whole ball security, they're plus 14 and giveaway takeaways. I think they have 25 takeaways as a defense or 24 maybe. Uh, it's just been, you know, just such a well-rounded team, both on, on both sides of the ball and, you know, special teams obviously is inconsistent. Now they're going to break in a new punter, Brett Kern, Aaron Sippus went on IR. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they lost. Brett uh, Kern's giving the Donnie Jones vibes, Ed. Donnie Jones was very old when the Eagles brought him in. Well, he, Brett Kern, he I got Donnie Jones vibes. Yeah, I, I kind of made that comparison. I mean, Jones came in, I think, when he was 32 or three and spent four years here. When they won the Super Bowl, right. he was 37 years old, and uh, Brett Kern's 36 years old. So, you know, interesting parallel. Pro Bowl punters from the AFC um, South because Donnie Jones is from the Texans. But right, that's I, right. I, uh, I, I hear you on the Foles and Wentz. I think a lot of people are going to agree with that, too, and I think it's fair. You know, no, there's no wrong opinion about that, but no, no, it's just opinion. I'm telling you, man, the dual threat ability you can't stop in this day and age of football because the passing, Jalen Hurts is passing. Here's the biggest takeaway from this year that you can say out loud and be like, this, that sounds right. The passing is as good as his running. And then once he meet that balance with the passing as good as your running, he can't be stopped. Yeah. You can't stop the quarterback because I don't think I'll go in the AFC. I think that the best opportunity the Eagles have at a Super Bowl opponent i think in my opinion is the bengals or the chiefs i don't think it's gonna be the bills i think the bills are gonna falter so it's gonna be i think it's gonna be the chief of the Bengals. and you look at those defenses you think i don't think any of those defenses have it i don't think trey hendrickson's probably gonna give he's he's an elusive pass rusher on cincinnati's defensive line and i think he would give i I thought like pass rushers have given jordan mulatto a little trouble this year i'm not gonna lie so i think he would give jalen hurts a little bit of a trouble staying in the pocket per se but again, he's making moves out of the pocket and delivering the ball just fine too. So I don't think the Chiefs have it on their defensive line. They have Carlos Dunlap. 
Yeah. Frank Clark. I, I mean, yeah. Chris so Jones, think, yes. But yeah. I I think those are the two defenses you're going up against. And they don't have the cornerback play to match the Eagles wide receivers. Neither yeah, team does. I think I think I think any of those three teams would be really fun matchups. Obviously, you have Andy Reid against his former team. You yeah. know, you have Sean McDermott, who grew up in the Philadelphia suburbs, went to high school. I don't believe in the Bills, though, man. I think they're so well, I mean, so they're Chiefs, but you could be one dimensional with Patrick Mahomes. I don't think you can be completely one dimensional with Josh Allen. It falls apart at some point. Yeah. 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 They're they're just fun, Matt. And the Bengals have uh, Zach Taylor, right? The Press Taylor's brother. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Philly type connections to to those three teams in the coaching ranks. So I I would take any of them. And I would take it because it means the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. And you know, listen, I, I was saying to somebody that I had him 12 and five. I think we both had him 12 and five, we right? Did. Yes. The year. And we were saying, well, and, and that's if a couple of things go their way and they stay relatively healthy. And they've we some, thought we were being cocky about that. But yeah, right. Well, I 12 thought, games like, right off the rip it almost. Yeah. I was like, let me go back and redo that. That sounds, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> but, but, and here, you know, they have 12, right? I mean, and they're not done. They're, they're going to win another game. I mean, for sure. Um, so, you know, it, it's really taken us all by surprise, kind of like that 17 team did. I mean, there were some high hopes coming in, but nobody saw them going 13 and three. Nobody saw Carson Wentz having an MVP season. No, they were seven and nine the year before. Nobody saw it. Coming. Yeah, they thought, right. everybody, and he threw 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Everybody thought, you know, and you and I said it because everybody was like, Jalen Hurts can't read defense. They're done with him at quarterback. Carson Wentz wasn't reading defenses. You and I kept saying it time and time again. Young quarterbacks, when they transition the hardest into the NFL, it's reading defenses. He's reading defenses is fine right now, folks. Third year in the league, second year as a starter, same second year in the same system, and look what's happening. Yeah, and and enjoy this because these coaches are going to be gone at the end of the year. Yeah, they're gone, I think. Steichen and uh, if an organization's smart, they would hire Shane Steichen. He's a smart guy who, you know, look at Justin Herbert. You know, when he had Justin Herbert, Herbert was really good. I mean, Herbert's good, but he's not like he was when Steichen was with him. Well, they're missing him um, big time. Yeah, they're missing him big time. Uh, a, a smart organization. Like I hear these, you know, like Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, possibly going to Indianapolis. I mean, I hear here's some of these rumors and you wonder how many coaching openings there's going to, there's going to be. I mean, Carolina has kind of turned it around under Steve Wilkes there. I think they're four and four. So I wouldn't be surprised that the Broncos look into St. Sykes and to help out Russell Wilson. That looks like some kind of good fit. Well, I don't know. They like Jonathan Gannon too. So maybe they revisit that. Yeah. I mean, I know the Texans like Gannon. I'll you know, tell you I mean, right now the, the huge, the biggest loss for the Eagles this offseason is going to be Jonathan Gannon. I know Donard Wilson is going to do a fine job as a defensive coordinator for the Eagles, but well, that's a Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. I know, but I, I think Vic it's Vic Fangio sitting out there. Would you go Vic Fangio? I mean, you know, that's another guy you could look Well, if Jim Harbaugh gets back in the league, Vic Fangio is a defensive yeah. coordinator. He's not going to go anywhere else but Jim Harbaugh. If, that's, if that legit happens, I don't think it will. But Or he could go with Gannon. You know, him and Gannon are pretty tight. I think the Eagles are going to do the homegrown. I'm going to promote the right way. Yeah, I, I, would you rather have... A year by year of Vic Vangio is eventually he's going to hang it up. Or would right. you rather go with Denard Wilson and hopefully get, I mean, again, young coordinator in the league who's turned heads already. He might end up being in a position for head coaching job too someday, but I'd rather right. take that risk than yeah, uh, to go with the year by year approach. I know everybody likes the name when it comes to defensive coordinator, but I'll tell you right now, Ed, I hate the disrespect John the gets. You know, yeah. everybody expects him to stop. 
the offenses every single drive, it seems like. And this is the NFL. That's not going to happen. Right. Eventually, because, again, he did lighten up on the on the Giants. But when you say lighten up and you get into the soft zone coverage that everybody gets all upset about and, you know, throws a fit about, you're also thinking about the longevity of your guys that are playing the game right now. Like, I need to think about these guys. We're blowing these t- this team out. I mean, these guys are gas. I got to think about these guys going into next week and making sure that we preserve them for the season going on. I don't need them to get full effort the whole entire time. I could play soft. I could play prevent. I could play. Let's not let the big play happen and whatever they let's let's take whatever you can get them because they're not going to beat us. You yeah. know, when we need to make a play. We'll make a play. Brandon Graham gets home when he needs to get home. Son Wright gets home when he needs to get home. Josh Buck gets home when he needs to get home. And that was against Andrew Thomas, who undoubtedly, I think, is the best left tackle in the NFL this year. They beat him like a drum. And Evan Neal was, what, the the fifth pick in this draft. I mean, he's going to be a, a stalemate right, right tackle for the New York Giants, too. Uh, week in, week out, this D-line's just getting nothing but pressure, I mean. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with Evan Neal. I really wasn't impressed with um, the way Kayvon Thibodeau played the run. I thought he wanted no part of the running game. Made very little effort to kind of seal the edge. Um, that may rookie, you know, good, good pass rusher, but if you can't play the run, that's why he fell in the draft because a lot of you want a complete defensive end. Nobody wants to take a a guy that just wants to be a pass rusher and that's it. And that's what that's why he fell and that's why he has character concerns. But I think he's a good player. He did get home a couple times against the Eagles, but again, that's with Jack Driscoll out there as well. Slane Johnson did leave the game early, but yeah, Yeah. but he he, and uh, Azulari, I mean, I think he had a sack, but he's another guy that. To me, he didn't look like, you know, he was very stout against the run. Um, so you Nobody know, Gi- on that Giants defense did it, except for Dexter Lawrence. And, I mean, he, he can't be all do by himself. Right, right. Because Miles yeah. Sanders had a, had a hell of a game. Giants have their own issues, man. I, I'm really surprised, though, that they took them apart, the Eagles did, the way they did. The way they did, yeah. I mean, that was That's a it. stress-free Sunday for fans, right? I mean, you know, fans well, were The divisional game. Back. I always thought, I, well, when I went into the game, that's why I wish we did a pod because people would have laughed at me for my takes. I would have been like, hey, this might be a tough fought game with the Giants because Wink Martindale has a good game plan, I would imagine, going against Lamar Jackson all-time practice. And it's a divisional game, and Brian Dabble's a good coach. He he get the Giants fight for him. But they just didn't have the they didn't have the guys. They yeah. didn't have I know they had a lot of injuries, but they just didn't their guys just weren't in it when I say they don't have the eyes. I don't I, I watched the whole entire game and I'm thinking to myself, man, the Giants gonna wake up at some point. Like they once the Eagles went up 21 nothing, they're like, whatever. even during warm-ups, like watching warm-ups, watching them warm up, they just didn't they just seem all, like they're playing they two had, different sports. Yeah, it just didn't seem like they had that that energy level was up there. You know, like you could tell from the very start when they took the field, like, you know, an hour before the game. Like I was gonna say something. You know what's funny? Forget that now. Let's end it with this real quick because I, I I want to see I want people to really resonate with this, and then we'll be back later this week and talking about uh, the upcoming games and clinching home field and getting the first seed. But think about this real quick, all of you, not just Ed and I, but think about this: when the Bills and the Chiefs are playing last year during the playoffs, and the Eagles lost the way they did to the Buccaneers, we all thought, "Wow, the Chiefs and the Bills." are playing a whole different sport than the Eagles. Now, That's right. the Eagles are playing the same sport. They're, they're the big dogs, too. Yeah. They'll outscore you. I mean, I look, I know we talk about the 49ers. I still I, I respect Dallas. I think Dallas is getting sure. hit with the injury bug at the worst time, though, and I think it's the best. That's going to be you know the best thing for the Eagles going to the end of the season because Jason Pierce playing right tackle for them now, Ed. He's replacing Terrence Steele for the right tackle position for the rest of the season. That's going to be – we'll see. I'm not going to down Jason Peters, but it's again, it's a whole new position for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, helps right. the Eagles for the front seven. The Eagles are the Eagles are um, you know, they're playing that game that we saw the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills play last year. You know, they're and we playing. sat there saying, "Wow, I can't wait for the Eagles to finally yeah. hit that point," and they did. It, one year, it felt like they were light years away from it. I mean, it felt like there was such a huge gap, and that that's just the nature of the NFL. And listen, the reason is Jalen Hurts. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he he learned quickly. And, uh, you know, that guy is just, uh, I can't say enough good things about him. I mean, really, really Jalen hurts. And then the GM, how he's improved. I mean, you might, you might not like his, you know, his personality might not be, you know, really fun or engaging or anything like that. You know, he doesn't give you much. He doesn't laugh or joke, but who cares? I mean, you know, the guy wins games and he's got his teammates believing in him. So all the credit to him. And hi, Roseman. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's, yeah, and Jonathan. The, yeah. I mean, the Eagles aren't what they are without the addition of AJ Brown and Son Reddick. Right, and even in season, and Badbury, Sue, Joseph, and, and Sue have been huge. They have taken and off the run defense around completely because Jordan Davis. You're at this point, you're not asking much of him. You're trying to tell him to heal up. We we care about you when it's January and February. Like heal up. It it's done wonders for Fletcher Cox. You know, he's got a sack in three in the last three games. One yeah, sack. The, the I, I think he took the suit on him personally, and he should have, to be honest with you, because how he was like, you know what? I brought you back. You're not living up to it. I'll go get the next guy, best one out there then. Available well, since well, well, Fletch will tell you that he loves it. He loves the fact that the red that he's a pro's pro at the end snaps. of the day, but I mean Yeah. I mean the, the fewer snaps thing, look what it's done for Graham. I mean and he talked wow. about it. He, you know, he goes, I like coming in and kind of being the, the closer. You know, those, those guys loosen them up with a jab, jab, jab. Then I come in and boom, there it is. You know, it's like a boxer approach. Like other guys are softening them up. Almost he comes 10 in. sacks for Graham. I think he gets it. Well, he was been close before. You know, he had eight and a half in 2019. He had nine and a half, I think, in 2017 or 18, maybe. I mean, he's been close. Um I would love to see him get it. And he, you know, he wants to get it. And I'm going to say this. I, I think Brandon Graham, first of all, I think he comes back next year. I think the Eagles are getting Kelsey treatment. He's getting Kelsey treatment. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go anywhere. He's not going to go anywhere at this stage of his career. But if you ask me, like when he retires, I, I think you can make a case for him being a Hall of Fame player. Um, oh, he's I, going to the Eagles Hall of Fame for sure. If you Douglas, I'm talking like about the or... professional football Hall of Fame. I think you could build a case that he might be able to get into the Pro Football mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. He's going to they're going to be over. they're going to be harsh on him. Yeah, they probably harsh. will. But I mean, the way the longevity he's had. Listen, he he had three sacks. He's like the second oldest player to ever have three sacks in a game behind like. Uh, who, I'm not going to give you an argument. Brandon is one of my favorite players. I'm just, it's, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to look at the side numbers. Maybe I say that with some kind of, you know, because of the fact that I, I like I mean, it's not that Samuel person. had really a lot of trouble getting in. Yeah, a lot of guys do. You know, Seth Joyner's not in. You know, I don't think Clyde Simmons is in. Um, you know, there, there are Seth guys. will never be happy with this team, though. That's the one person that will never be happy with. Yeah, but you can go to a lot of teams and see fine players that probably should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what it takes or what you have to do, and Brandon Graham probably won't get there, but you could make a case that oh, you, you know, can definitely make a case, and he's yeah. made. A, I mean, and I probably will. I'll probably make that case at some point in the story, or you know, on the airwaves somewhere. That'd be great. All right, guys, we will be back later this week, and we'll see you then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.